Praise God. Amen. Glory. Uh, I'm glad to see you here. And uh, there's a few of us that are not at the Sweet Corn Festival. Uh, and, uh, but I am glad to be here, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, and uh, uh, thankful for the uh, uh, Sweet Corn Festival and so on. But I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, and as Brother David said, it's good to see all of you here. And uh, a lot of act, a lot of things going on, but. Uh, it's, it's always good to be in the, in the house of the Lord. And uh, before going any further, I, I, August, of course, the pastor mentioned was my birthday. And, and uh, thank you for the cards, the cake, the wishes, the text. And if I've missed anyone, why, uh, forgive me, uh, but uh, thank you for all the well wishes. Uh, we all, this is the 31st of August, and uh, around our home, we always celebrate the whole month. And so this is my last day to celebrate uh, my birthday. And then, of course, next month, uh, uh, sister, my wife, Sister Shilstrand, has a birthday. So we celebrate all of September. Uh, and then, of course, the pastor has a birthday in October. And so we celebrate all of October. So uh, August, September, and October, we... We, that's uh, our uh, celebration, uh, three months. We just celebrate and uh, have a good time. Uh, but uh, I do want to thank you all. Lord bless you. It's, uh, uh, it's good to have birthdays. And uh, uh, um, may feel like I'm getting older, but uh, thank the Lord. Uh, I... Um, uh, was doing some reading, and uh, I didn't know this was coming up. I didn't know the pastor was going to ask me, and and uh, uh, I was reading in uh, an unusual book. It's just this was for me. So what I'm going to speak to you tonight, or talk to you about. Uh, was uh, I was do I was just having a good time, uh, like I do every now and then. I just like to look at God's word, and when, when I'm reading it, then there's usually something that stands out, and just and so I go back and do some more study. And I was just doing that, and he said, uh, uh, "I want you to uh, do uh, since you're not going to Sweet Corn, I want you to do Wednesday night. I'll be out of town." So I said. Oh, Okay, fine. And then I uh, said, Lord, what? And I thought, well, you've been reading. And I said, well, I'll, I don't know how this applies. I said, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, uh, uh, it, it's not a very popular book. Uh, in fact, uh, I would, uh, I would uh, much rather uh, go to Genesis in the Old Testament, because in Genesis I can talk about Adam and Eve and the fall and the sin and Cain and Abel, and you have Noah and the flood, you have the Tower of Babel, and uh, you have uh, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you have Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, then you have Joseph in Egypt, 
Genesis, I can spend a long time. They're just, it's packed full of wonderful, good stories. And then when you go to Exodus and uh, you get Moses and Egypt and uh, the pharaohs and the plagues and uh, you have the Passover and you have the tabernacle priesthood, uh, I can spend a long time in Exodus. I, I like Exodus. There's just a lot of good stories uh, and uh, that uh, uh, I can talk about. Uh, and, but you know what? I was reading in the book of Leviticus. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. I don't teach from Leviticus, very seldom. I don't even preach from Le Leviticus. Uh, it just seems like uh, uh, Leviticus, of course, is full of the Levitical laws, the duties of the Levites. Uh, it has ceremonial laws. It has moral laws. It has uh, religious laws. Uh, and uh, it, it's just a book that I normally never go to, to teach unless I'm just going through the Bible and you just go through Leviticus. Uh, and uh, the, the theme of Leviticus is holiness. When you pick it up and you begin to read, it's, uh, it's about holiness. But I, uh, I found this, and I'm, I want you to go there. I would say, uh, turn in your Bibles to Leviticus, the uh, 23rd chapter, but most of you don't have your Bibles. And, uh, but some of you may have, so if you have your Bibles, praise God. Uh, well, we have our phones, and so, and, and I understand uh, when uh, I have a habit, uh, and uh, it, it's, you know, good habits are, are good for your well-being. Uh, it's like brushing your teeth is a good habit. And oh, I developed a habit uh, early on uh, that uh, to uh, bring my Bible to church. And then when the Lord called me in the ministry, well, naturally, you're going to bring your Bible to church. But before that, we were uh, always taught uh, my mom would get us ready for the Sunday school bus and she'd give us a nickel when us kids and uh, she'd, we'd either have a New Testament or a Bible and uh, then we're ready to go to church. But we had an offering and, a, and uh, uh, our Bible and off we went. And so the habit went way, way, way back uh, and to when I was six and seven years old uh, and uh, riding the Sunday school bus to church, the, the habit of carrying that Bible. And so uh, it's a good habit, and so I, it's hard for me to break that. So uh, you'll see me bringing the Bible very seldom. I, I don't have it, but I'll carry it because it's just that when I'm going to church, it's just that, that uh, I, I uh, bring my Bible. So. Uh, on your phone or your Bible, uh, look at Leviticus 23rd chapter. 
let's see, verse 4 and 5, 23, 4 and 5. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In the 14th day of the first month at Eve is the Lord's Passover. So what I want to talk about is the Lord's Passover. The Lord's Passover. Uh, the very uh, first uh, Leviticus, let's see, I, I, I think I'm going to go to uh, Leviticus 1.1. 1, 1. First chapter of Leviticus. And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, The Lord called unto Moses. The word called in the Hebrew here is kahrah in Hebrew. And it means to be called by name. So when it says the Lord called unto Moses, the first verse of Leviticus, called unto him, uh, I don't know, and it says here that out of the congregation of the tabernacle, uh, I'm sure that he was there, and all of a sudden he heard, Moses. Well, that would get your attention. Right. When we were pastoring in Greenfield, Illinois, uh, one, I usually went in and turned the lights on. And uh, we had an a individual that was very dedicated to God, but he did had some strange ideas and ways, but just a wonderful individual. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so I went over one evening. It was dark, probably uh, to go turn the lights on at church. I think we started at 8, and it was maybe 7, 7.30, but it was dark. And the church was total, total darkness. And uh, I came in the side door of the church, a small block building, about maybe just uh, a third of this church size. And I came in the side, and it's pitched back, and I was feeling for the light. And all of a sudden, Brother Joe Strand, I was almost ready to say, Lord, yes. <laughs> Called my name, and, and, and I just stood there. I froze. Can I be honest with you? I was scared to death. If it would have been the Lord, I was still scared to death. Now, I don't know how Moses felt when the uh, Bible says the Lord called. That's called him by name, you know. So I, 
but anyway, when, when I, my name was called in the pitch blackness of the church, and, and, I, and so finally I, I swallowed, and he called it again, and then I recognized uh, who it was, and I said, Brother Lee. He said, yes. Well, then I found the lights and turned them on, and uh, uh, I don't know how we got in there because the doors were all locked, and I didn't ask, but he was sitting in the dark. I said, well, uh, what are you doing here in the dark? He said, well, I'm just meditating and, and praying and, and, uh, and so on. And I, I thought, well, I'm just not going to turn any lights on. I'll just sit here in the dark. It's just me and the Lord. And I said, well, that's fine, uh, <clears throat> except you scared the life out of me. <laughs> but uh, so I, to, for Moses, it, uh, I don't know how, uh, uh, how, how he felt when the first calling that he had uh, here, uh, the Lord uh, uh, called unto him uh, in the, the tabernacle, but uh, uh, by uh, name. And so when I, uh, I thought of that when I was just kind of reading through here. And then I went over, uh, and, and this is all very powerful, but I want, I want to go back to the uh, uh, 23rd uh, chapter of uh, Leviticus. <clears throat> the, the very first verse says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and I, uh, uh, I, I probably uh, I, I probably missed some, but I think uh, I think there was probably ninety some times uh, it stated in here, and the Lord spake unto Moses, see, and said, "I want you to tell this to the children of Israel," uh, and so <clears throat> when I got to this 23rd chapter, just reading, uh, I, uh, uh, I read through it several times. And uh, uh, I found that uh, in the uh, ninth verse, it says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and in the... Uh, let me see what, what the ninth verse, the twenty-third verse, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, the twenty-sixth verse, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, and the twenty, I mean the thirty-third verse, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, that's five times in one one chapter. Lord spake unto Moses, saying. And I looked at this chapter, and it has, and we read the verse, the fifth verse, has the feast of Passover, the feast of unlimited bread, the feast of first fruits, the feast of weeks, the feast of trumpets, and the feast of atonement. All in this one chapter. 
It's full. And uh, I thought, just, just to uh, understand uh, a, a little bit of that is almost overwhelming, but five, uh, and, and well, and no, in a Feast of Tabernacles, uh, let's see, atonement would be six, and seven would be the Feast of, of Tabernacles. So there'd be seven feasts in this, uh, this chapter. Seven feasts that he told them, speak unto the children of Israel, and then he gave them instructions of what to do. Now, this, I, I looked at this, and uh, it would say, on the 14th day, he gave him a time, evening, and uh, he said, I want you to do this. And then he would give on the 10th day of the month, and so on. And I thought, this is uh, God's calendar. And then I thought, well, I think I'll call this God's calendar. And then I said, God doesn't have a calendar. God is eternal. He doesn't, he doesn't have a, a time calendar like uh, uh, you and I do. Uh, 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 I hate to say it, but I need a calendar, and yet I hate it. Uh, but uh, I have to be, be reminded, and uh, I'm not as good as some uh, on uh, uh, my phone to keep all of these things, but uh, I have to have the old-fashioned calendar where I can write it down and so on. Well, uh, he gives them in this chapter, if you read it, you'll find so it's, it's, like, a, it's like God's calendar. It's like a calendar for man. Uh, and this, I want you to do this, this day and this time, and, and, uh, and he gave them instructions. In seven feasts, I thought I'd have to, I'd have to, uh, I'd have to have someone, a scribe to take care of it. See, this, for the Jews, this year is 5,782. They count, we're in 2022 for us, but the Jews are in 5,782. That's the Jewish year. Now, it'll change September 26th, is Rosh Hashanah this year, and time will change their year. It will be 5,783 because they go to September, then they change, and then they go on to September again. So someday, and that it changes, it's not always the 26th, it'll change, but they go from September to September, uh, uh, the, the Jews do. And uh, uh, it put up there Second Peter 3, 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years a day. God's calendar is a little different than ours. He does, as I said, he really doesn't have one. He doesn't count the time. 
we have a, uh, a solar uh, day of 24 hours, and uh, so, uh, but uh, <coughs> look, at, uh, look at Leviticus 23 and verse five. In the 14th day of the first month, it, it, at even, even is the Lord's Passover. Well, uh, in Genesis, you see, we, most of our days, all of sister, my wife and I, all of our lives, our day started at six o'clock in the morning. It didn't end till six that, that night. We started, uh, when we'd say, when's your day start? We'd say, Six o'clock, up and get ready, to, going to work, going to school, so on. And, and uh, it, so we got the habit of very early. If we went a little bit beyond that, we were, we, because school started at eight, we had to be there early. And so it was, it started then. But see, in, in, uh, 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 in the Bible, in Genesis 1, I'm going to one in verse five. And the Lord and God called the, the, the light day and the darkness he called night and the, everybody say evening. Evening and the morning were the first day. So Lord starts the day at sunset. He starts his day at, we say, six o'clock. He starts his day uh, in the evening, see? And we started in the morning, but uh, uh, he'd started in the evening, and because it says the evening and the morning, and every creative day was the same. It will end up by saying in the evening and the morning, we're of the second day, third day, and so on. So uh, with uh, 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 God, uh, a little different than, than uh, how uh, we, we do. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, Genesis 1, since I'm there, in verse 14, And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs, for seasons, for days, and for years. Lord gave them all that instructions in the calendars they used were usually by the lunar, solar count, by the sun, or by the moon. That's how they kept this day when it started and when it ended. And when I was reading in Leviticus, I thought, Lord, I, boy, I'd, on a cloudy day, I might get all messed up uh, on if I didn't have a watch or a time, uh, uh, something to... Uh, uh, to go by. See, in, in uh, the New Testament, and 
I won't go there and read all of the scriptures, but in the New Testament, even E-V-E-N, that when it says here in, in this, this time, that was uh, one of the watches of the Jews. It was from six to nine. See, they started in the evening. Six, six to nine p.m. was the first watch. Then from nine to 12 o'clock was the second watch. See, and uh, at midnight was what they called the middle watch. So when sometimes the Bible would say the middle watch, they're referring to midnight. That spend right up the middle. And then you're 12 to 3 in the morning, the cock crowing watch, which was the third watch. And then the morning watch was at 3 until 6 o'clock. 3 uh, in the middle of the night until six in the morning, till the sun has started to come. That was the fourth watch. And uh, there are, uh, uh, I think it was uh, uh, the fourth watch, if I remember, uh, Jesus came, the fourth watch would have been somewhere between three and six in the morning. Jesus came walking on the water to them in the fourth watch. So you will have in the New Testament several times where it talks about the first watch or the second watch or the third watch. That was from six o'clock at night all the way till six o'clock in the morning. That was some time. And those watches were three hours, uh, three hours long. So uh, to me, it, it uh, uh, time uh, just a little difficult to uh, keep up with but the Lord I want to read that verse again uh, the fifth verse uh, the 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover the Lord's Passover so the first uh, of the feast was the Lord's Passover. Now this is all he said about it. He said, this is the Lord's Passover. Now, so where do you have to go to find out the Lord's pastor, Passover? You have to go back to Exodus. And, and that's, when I was reading that, I thought, well, why is this, why is this Passover uh, uh, why is this uh, so important? And he said, I, you tell, speak to the uh, children of Israel and tell them uh, that uh, they need to observe this forever, the Lord's Passover. And so uh, I went to Exodus, the 12th chapter and the first verse. And the Lord spake, under Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye all unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month shall they take to them every man a lamb 
according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And if the household be too little for the lamb to let, uh, let him and his neighbor next uh, unto the house take it according to the number of the souls, every man according to eating, and shall make your uh, count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out of the sheep uh, from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation uh, of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take the blood, strike it on the two sides of the, of the, the post, and upon the the doorpost of the house wherein they shall eat. Uh, I'll stop there. Here they are now in Leviticus. He's telling them, first I want you to remember is the Passover. See? And I want you to observe this just like they did, you did when you came out of Egypt. This, here they are in Egypt, and this is the last plague, and he gives them instructions uh, on this day, and he said, at even, in other words, in that uh, uh, six o'clock to nine o'clock, the first watch, uh, he said, that that particular time, I want you to take uh, a lamb and uh, uh, I want you to kill it, and he goes through and take the blood and put it on side door post in the top post. He said, I want you to put that blood. He said, because the death angel is coming, and he said, I want you to have that there. See, and uh, uh, on that. Otherwise, firstborn in your family is going to die. And, and uh, can you imagine, uh, here's a, uh, a, a little Jewish family with uh, uh, two or three children, and uh, uh, the father says, well, I don't think we need to do this today, uh, and uh, I don't know if, if uh, this is, uh, hey, if I were the firstborn, I would say, Dad, uh, I'm going to another house because... Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of believe that uh, uh, this death angel is coming. I'm the firstborn here. And uh, uh, so uh, if you don't put the blood on there, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, he might have been the firstborn in, in, in his family. And so, but uh, I'd say I want the, I, I want the, the blood on the doorpost uh, to make, make sure that the, the death angel uh, uh, passes over. So, but he speaks about uh, this lamb. And then in Leviticus, he gives them this detail, see, of this lamb. And so, uh, uh, is that important? It was important for him to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, for him to carry that, God to carry that through and say, Moses, speak unto them and tell them, 
take this lamb. This, I want, this is the first, I want you to remember that you were brought out of Egypt. See, he said, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. See, he said, so when I see the blood, the death angel will pass over. So I want you to remember that. So in, in Le Leviticus here, he's telling him, this is so important. Uh, what does 1 Peter 1, and uh, go to 1 Peter 1 and 18 uh, and 19. Uh, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver or gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish, without spot. We were redeemed. Thank God. A lamb. You know, uh, what he's telling them in Leviticus, the lamb is important. See, way back in Leviticus, what a shadow of, of then the, the, Peter carries this on, Jesus Christ. So it's almost like he set in motion See, and the reason there was the death of the firstborn is because that's what Pharaoh said, I want to kill all the children. They hid Moses and, and he eventually delivered. But he was the one that said, we're going to kill all the male children. So the Lord says, well, I'm just, I'm just going to reverse this on the gods of, of Egypt and let them know that they're not in, in power. I'm in power. And so uh, I'm going to return this plague on them just like they wanted uh, to do. And uh, uh, in, go to Revelation, the 13th chapter and the 8th verse. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In, that's the last book in the Bible. That is called a creative scripture. It's looking back to the foundation. In other words, to the beginning. Well, the Lord was not slain in the, in the very beginning, but it's, it's looking back and saying that in uh, from God had this in his plan from the foundation of the world. When man sins, I'll redeem him. How is he going to be redeemed? He said, by the shedding of the blood, by a lamb. And so th that is, is so uh, Im important for us to remember that a, a lamb, Leviticus, he's trying to show them, listen, let me tell you what, the lamb is still important to me. Thank God. It's important to all of us. And uh, in Leviticus, he's telling them, this is how important this is. And uh, uh, I'm going to stop. But do you remember there's, uh, uh, I wrote down, and I, because it came to me when I was thinking about this, <laughs> that 
Jesus Christ shed his blood. He's the lamb that was shed his blood for us. And uh, this, in 1899, I don't know where his vision came from, but a man by the name of uh, uh, Lewis Edgar Jones wrote a poem. He was 34 years old. And uh, I remember because we sang it all. And, and I can vaguely remember, remember the words, but would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Would you or evil the victory to win? There's wonderful power in the blood. I don't know what kind of revelation he had, see, whether he went to Exodus, the 12th chapter, or he read in Leviticus, and he read the Apostle Peter, how important is the lamb? You're redeemed, not with silver and gold, but the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know where he got it, but uh, I thought, would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's power in the blood. Remember that old song? There's power, there's power, there's wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. And so uh, he's uh, talking about this Lamb that was slain and gives us this in total detail instructions because today, how is important for us the Lamb? It was slain from the foundation of the world. How important was it? There's so much more here, but how important was it for them, and you read here in Exodus, to be in the house? See? To not out roaming around. See? They, at even, in other words, six o'clock, get in the house. Kill the lamb, get this thing all taken care of, because death angel, whether it's the middle watch, uh, which would have been 12 o'clock, or the uh, second watch, from 9 to 12, but it, the death angel's going to pass through all of the land. Get in the house and stay in the house. And I thought, how important is it for us today, and especially in a, such a troubled world, for us to be in the house. Amen. By a house, I mean be connected to God, be in the church. I had a man call me up this week, and he said, uh, I, I want to wish you, from Arkansas, he said, I want to wish you a happy birthday. And I said, uh, thank you. He said, uh, he said, guess what? He said, you're 40 years older than me. And he said, uh, uh, he said, I do want to thank you because you married my mom and dad. He said, and uh, uh, he said, of course, they're in the church. And he said, uh, when I was born, you dedicated me. I said, yes. He said, and you know what? He said, uh, when I married, you married uh, me and my wife. And he said, uh, uh, and he said, and when my uh, children were born, he said, you've dedicated them. Uh, and he said, we're in the house of the Lord. 
And he said, I just want to thank you. And he said, you know what? There's one thing you told me that stuck with me that helped me to stay in the church. And I said, well, what was it? You said, stay in the church. <laughs> stay in the church. And he said, I'm still in the church. My family's in the church. My children are in the church. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost. And he says, one thing, he said, I've never forgotten. He said, and I think of it and I remind our family. He said, Brother Jostrin said, stay in the church. He said, Whether, whatever trouble, problem, he said, in other words, stay connected to God. Stay, thank God, in the body of Christ. It's when I get all the problems is when I get out. Uh, and get disconnected from God, disconnected from the church. Thank God. Remember that old song, there's nothing but the blood. Oh, praise God. There's nothing but the blood. There's one other old song that uh, uh, I jotted down was, Are You Washed in the Blood? Oh, glory. Leviticus, this 23rd chapter, read it. But the past, uh, that's just one of the feasts is the Passover, how important it is for us today. And there's a lot more involved in the Passover that's important, but the, how important is the blood of the Lamb that we've been redeemed by? Oh, praise God. I'm, I'm so thankful for uh, that I can pick up God's word and, and I can say, Lord, there's something here that is that will bless me and strengthen me and help me and and uh, uh, I hope I've helped you a little bit. Leviticus is is uh, uh, is like uh, I, I say this now. Leviticus is like the Book of Revelation. See. Revelation is hard with all the symbols and all the things. It's the last book, but it's sometimes a little difficult because of the beast and the mark of the Antichrist and the, all, all of these things in there. And, well, when you get it in the Old Testament, Leviticus is like that. It's just hard because it's how it, it, it all of the things, the laws and the, the things that are there, hard to understand but you know what it has some powerful blessings in it the book of leviticus does let's stand praise god